This is the Night Elf Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm JP. JP, what do you think about anime? Ooh, I grew up watching anime. I remember waking up early Saturday mornings, sci-fi channel, it would be like 5.30, 6 in the morning maybe, mm-hmm. and they would play anime real early in the morning, and I'd wake up and try to consume whatever was on. Mm-hmm. Um like the earliest ones I can remember were Vampire Hunter D. Oh yeah, yep. Um, obviously I, uh, Akira, like that's just classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking it up on my phone. I, w- I had a bunch of tapes of New Dominion Tank Police. That was uh, for whatever reason I don't know how I came about it, but I enjoyed that series. I probably had like three or four tapes of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I enjoy it. I know Dempsey. <clears throat> Hold on, can we pause? Yeah. What's a tape? <laughs> a VHS <laughs> tape. Yeah, most people probably don't realize that. That's, that's pretty old. I, last time I bought a tape was probably like 96. <laughs> I was joking in a... Um, we'll get back to the anime. I was joking in a... Were you part of the text chain where I was like, come on, because Tyler was complaining about... He wasn't complaining, but he was like, oh, man, why isn't there next the coverage, day coverage yet? Yes. And I was like, come on, we used to have to wait for tapes. And George was like, shut up, Shane. No, you didn't. I was like... But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> At least DVDs. Oh, DVDs for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I never waited for DVDs. I wasn't that into coverage back then, but um, but it was more sarcastic. Yeah, hard. right. It'd be one of those like, well, back in my day. But Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So anyways, back to anime. Yeah. And, the, you know, Dempsey's grown into watching it like Dragon Ball Z. Um, what's the one with Monkey... Someone I forgot who it is, but he's been he's been reading like manga too. Sure. So yeah, yeah, he's he's into that, and he like he there's a um, some YouTube channel where he's been kind of learning how to draw yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and copy draw one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he's got that, and then he got an um, what's the other word? Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. So don't let them watch Full Metal Alchemist. Make them watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. Full Metal Alchemist just ends. They don't finish it. Yeah. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Basically the same thing. Then they finish it. Yeah. And didn't they do a live action Full Metal Alchemist? Yes. I didn't. I don't think I saw it. It's but really disappointing. Is but it? Same, I mean, for live action. Have you seen action. the live action Cowboy Bebop? I have. Not so great. Not so great. <laughs> I like John Choi. Yeah. Like as an actor or whatever, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just like compared to the anime, it was like yeah. eh. so. The Death Note as well, which was a live oh action. yes, that one wasn't bad compared to the manga or the anime. Not great, but wasn't bad. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I do remember seeing that too. The reason I bring this up, I'm a huge anime fan. I still to this day watch Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll, yeah, yeah, two mix. I mean, all those like mangas and anime, I love them. Um, it's weird for a giant, fat, bald, bearded (laughs) (laughs) white guy to love those things so much. Well, I guess maybe it's not. That's kind of the demographic, isn't it? (laughs) But but, um, I noticed there's, so there's a bicycling anime. A bicycling anime? Yeah, there's a tennis anime. Mm. There's a bowling anime. There's a basketball. There's a volleyball. Yep, Dempsey has a volleyball manga. But I forgot what it's called, but mm-hmm. we, yeah. we have it. Um, then there's like Kuroko's basketball okay. one. There's there's even heck a shopkeeper. Like <laughs> there's a cooking one. I mean, of like food wars. Yeah. There's I mean there's so many different. Things. I I just think like they could like 
they'd probably make like a trash man one or so, you know, like oh, exactly. just like anything they see that like, we can make something out of that. Right. You know, they have police, they have firefighters. Yeah. I mean, where's the disc golf one? Ooh. I, can you imagine what they could do with disc golf? Well, they must not know about Jackie Chen. <laughs> <laughs> but see, here's my thing. Even the, the cycling one, I've, I've just been recently running through the cycling one. Okay. And the cycling one, they make like the most mundane task, like the most over the top, crazy, like this is the best thing anybody could ever do. Like yeah. he has a special power. Like, can you imagine a, a disc golfer standing there ready to putt like a 15 footer and they make these huge, like there's distractions and this guy's <laughs> in your mind and you know how anime <laughs> yeah. goes, you know? So anybody out there that wants to make an anime or if you're, <laughs> I could just see somebody on like someone's card, like the the villain, like they have like a cutscene with like him, like his eyes are like real, like <laughs> exactly. peering over sh- the shoulder or something. Like yes, the pot. Like, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> exactly. Or he like there's some special power where he can just zone in and like this aura because they're always talking yeah. about auras in yeah. anime. Look, I can feel his aura. Yeah. <laughs> like no. <laughs> so, anyways, I think it'd be a really awesome anime, um, but. Yeah. Is it biking, like bike racing, or is it just... It's, yeah, it's road road racing. Oh, okay. Like, uh, it's the high school whatever, mm, yeah. but they're high school teams, and then they do the inner high and basketball one and the volleyball one. It's all the same. Yeah. Um, but they do the inner high, and it's like, obviously, this little dweeby kid that has... But he's like the best climber in the world. Like, it's just... Mm. It's it's actually... Anyways, I, okay, I'll stop right. talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I realize as I'm going on, I'm becoming more and more geeky all right so let's talk about what we bought hanger thrower or flipper so i believe it or not didn't buy anything for myself i'm not surprised it was weird <laughs> i've been pretty busy but did you did you buy something for somebody else no i didn't buy oh because you just you just worried it. you're like i didn't buy anything for myself yeah no no okay no I, I just simply didn't buy anything this week um, mm. i know it's kind of a letdown i could pretend i did but um no didn't buy anything all right so i'll have to leave it up to you because i know you did you know i did I, you yeah. always do <laughs> pretty <laughs> I was, much i was telling jordan i was like the the budget for discs is incredible on your end, but you also do a lot of trade-ins. <laughs> I do because we are the receiving end of trade-ins. Yeah, that's way, very that, true. That harp, that tournament harp, that tournament burst harp you turned in the bronze one. Yeah, Ooh, that thing is pretty. Yeah, I forgot where I got that. I think was yeah. that mystery box probably. Mm-mm. Oh wait, it, it was a hand eye supply one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, I, yeah, I don't remember what it is. It is pretty. It was yeah, pretty it's cool. A to- tournament gold. Tournament or no. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, tournament burst or whatever. Burst. It's beautiful. It's like a gold and brown. Yeah. And like it's beautiful. Anyways, it someone should pick it up once it goes online. Yeah, I know. I took all the pictures and I started putting them in and I didn't get to that one yet. Okay. I'm kind of holding off. I'm like, oh, I really like it. But. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I got a Zuka mm-hmm. compact cart. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited. I put it together yesterday and like I bought it. Sunday, Saturday? I don't even remember. But I was in the shop talking to Caden for a while. But that would have been Saturday because I was there Sunday. Yeah, Saturday afternoon. So, yeah. Yeah, we were just in there talking because you guys had unboxed all the MVP discs. Right. I think you guys still had a couple boxes left that you didn't open. Right, yeah. We we, we had 20 left. The Gyropalooza 2021 drought 
gyro palooza boxes we had 20 left and we opened 10 of them yeah there's some pretty cool discs in there dude there's some really nice like the the black hole or yeah those what, what were those Inert, uh i don't remember what they were but they're just black on black yeah okay yeah and then there was a prism disc it was all pink and like the outer mold was pink i was like mm -hmm. i've never seen that before on a on a disc yeah, neither do i and kaden who's a big mvp fan you know or i don't even know like what do you like gyro head yeah i guess you call him gyro head yeah we'll call him yeah that. gyro head yeah so he was telling me because like anytime i felt you know, any of the outer molds, I always thought it was like base plastic. It never felt, he's like, oh no, that's, you know, whatever plastic, yada, yada. I'm like, this feels, but like the grip is different than like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. fission or, you know, whatever's in cosmic neutron, whatever's in the middle. Right. He's like, oh no, it's the, the, you know, it's the, it's premium plastic. Yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. He was telling me that it, it is a different blend of plastic on the rim, but it's a, it's a premium plastic. It's yeah. a harder plastic yeah. or whatever whatever yeah. yeah i don't know what it is i mean i love like if there is a prettiness scale like if we were to do hotornot.com for discs yeah mvp would always be a 10 i mean there are very few mvp discs and i'm like yeah i mean obviously you get into some of the base stuff like the electron, electron yeah plastic. that's kind of how i feel feel about thought space there's because i think thought space does a lot of really good stamps like triple foil and they mm -hmm. come out with really good stuff and they do a lot of things for other companies as well but their stamp, des stamp designs are always top notch yeah and black ink is another one oh yeah black ink awesome yeah some stuff because yeah. it's more tribal it's a little mm -hmm. it's really neat looking it is um yeah so is that all oh and about a falcor aj destroyer oh yeah that's it's an AJ destroyer. Okay, through and through. Like I, not it is an AJ, AJ destroyer, but it it flies very similar. Mm. I mean, it is awesome. And I mean, I, I saw a lot of people at the tournament. Like um, I think David Warner was throwing one. David was throwing one. And um, Brent Jacobs on the card. He mm -hmm. was throwing it, mm -hmm. and it's got um, it has. What am I trying to think of? Uh, Emperor numbers. It, yes. Twelve six minus one two or three i forgot what it is but mm -hmm. very similar to the emperor and so i've the emperor's in like i blend and which is like a little more overstable s blend and then i was like well i don't think they i don't know if they have a c blend but i was like i'm gonna check this out and mm -hmm. see how it throws just to and we, I'll, I'll probably throw it and if i don't like it i'll flip it or turn it in the shop i mean sure. it was just kind of a disc i was curious about it's it's a destroyer yeah. i mean it, it truly is a destroyer i think it has a bit more Movement, so a lot more turn, a lot more finish to it, mm -hmm. then, and that's where the AJs come in. Okay. Um, and yeah, I I have not. Oh, I've only thrown it personally once, and it was it was flippy. Oh really? But they're the colors. There were like four or five. See, that's colors. what I was curious about. I meant to ask Brent about. It. I was like, are there certain colors that are flippier than others? Because I got a green one, and then I mm -hmm. think the shop still had purple and yellow left yeah. but like very few of them because they sold pretty well they moved real well yeah. yeah so i was just curious about if there was a certain color that was flippier than others like not that i care too much but i was just curious you know yeah. out of curiosity well i believe david warner said orange was the flippiest and that's what he was throwing mm, okay. at doubles um well, i mean at the tournament the yeah doubles tournament doubles, doubles yeah. so um so you plan on throwing it but most like maybe flipping it you just yeah okay 
And then obviously you're going to roll the cart. Roll it. Yep. Especially now that your hips hurting. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> getting old. Yeah. Well, yeah, we all do. We all get to that point. Unfortunately, that's how time works. Yeah. It's so sad. So here's a quick preview of what we are going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about doubles talk. And we'll talk about our league night, which is a doubles. We'll just do a quick one on that one. Um, we'll give a recap on the $10,000 matching again. Um, we're about 40% there. So we got about 40% of the month gone. Wow. More than that. And okay. we're 40% there. So keep going. Um, meme of the week. I'll describe one to you. Um, figure out what our Easter plans are. Have a random question. Tournament talk. And then we'll go about shop updates. All right. Where do you want to start? Um... Why don't you hit up the Paul Macbeth oh, yeah. right away? PaulMacbethFoundation.org. So PaulMacbethFoundation.org. And uh, myself and Dor Disc Golf, on behalf of Dor Disc Golf, is doing a $10,000 matching give this year, uh, or this month of April. So, geez, this year. I'm just like, I keep well, it was. I thought it was, it was originally going to be the... It was going to be towards the yeah. end of the year, but they decided that it would be better used in the beginning. So I was like, hey, I don't care. Whenever, let's go for it. Um, so in the month of April, so we got about, uh, what is this, the 13th that we're recording? So mm -hmm. we got a couple more days, uh, a couple more weeks left of the month. And we're about 40% there, so we're about $4,000 in. Um, but I will match up to $10,000 of every dollar donated in the month of April. So, you know, double your impact and uh, let's get some courses into some underserved areas, not undeserving, underserved. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said... Um, I want to talk about the meme of the week. Okay. So meme of the week. Meme of the week. I see. We need a I, jingle. I know. I'm. I'll come up with something. Okay. Maybe. Good, good. Same thing with the question of the week. I've been meaning to do that. But well, do some. Well, yeah. Could it be something that involves flatulence? Because Jordan, it would fit perfectly with Jordan. <laughs> we can maybe. Or a, a chuckle, like a the Jordan chuckle. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, would yeah. be perfect. Um, all right. Here we go. Meme of the week. Picture this. You got to close your eyes. Okay. Go to Zen with me. Wide open fields, nothing in it. Just picture beautiful green Scotland flatland. Okay. One pole right in the middle of it. Ninety nine percent chance you're gonna hit that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty true. So that's what it was. It was basically just an open field, one single pole. Was that my phone? Yeah. My bad. Um. Oh, it was actually my computer because it's tied to my phone. Oh, okay. Um, with no 99.9% .9 chance, I will hit that. <laughs> yeah, I'm guaranteed. And Disc magnet. Exactly. That's kind of how it goes. You know, it's just like trees. You you run through trees that, and you won't even hit anything going through a tree sometime. Well, but you aim for that tree. You try not to hit the tree, and you get stuck by like this tiniest little branch. Yep. It's just the craziest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. So... I Absolutely. thought it was funny just because it was uh, so true. So, so true. Because <laughs> I've done that before. Like, all I got to do is just make it right around that pole, you know, kind of hit my aiming point and then, you know, fade right back in and pull. Yep. <laughs> so. Definitely happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's talk doubles league night yep. here. So it's going to start. I Basically, we're just going to start our weekly leagues now. So we got one more week with the Maxwell and Braze course still up. So what we're gonna do is put it out there, um, have our turn, have our league night out there. But I'm excited because this is the first year we're gonna do funny money. 
So, oh, that's cool. We'll actually be able to do 100% payout and funny money. So, usually we used to do half. Yeah. So, now what we're going to do is just 100% funny money. So, and we have cool. a little funny money bucks being printed up right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's actually literally funny money. There's Harvey on it. Harvey's on it. Nice. There's a basket on it. Cool. And it'll be whoever's running that league night, which most likely me, but it'll be running that league night. That's it. And I'm not keeping track of them. I don't care if you lose them. <laughs> it's <laughs> on you guys if it, you lose them. Exactly. I'm yeah. not keeping a spreadsheet. Uh, I know of other tournament directors that keep spreadsheets and are like really good about that yeah. stuff. You were all adults. Yeah. <laughs> if yep. you guys lose them, it is on you. Um, I say I talk big right now. <laughs> So I'm excited that to play the max course one last time before it gets taken down. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. And I'm excited that we're, sounds like we're going to have a decent crowd because I don't want to carry all those baskets by myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jordan put them out there and it kind of my, I feel like it's my responsibility to get them back in. Um, so I'm going to use people that play disc golf to <laughs> <laughs> use their charity to help me out. I'd hate, I'd hate to end and be like, Hey, you got to go all the way out to like hole 10 or 12. Yeah. And like, cause that's kind of a walk from the clubhouse. It is. It is a walk. Yeah. I think one of the worst ones is four, five, four or five sitting up. On the oh rock. yeah. Up on the rock. Yeah. yeah. That would be a rough one, but I'll just drive my truck around and grab it from mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Cause the road goes right around the, yeah, yeah. that's not too bad. Yeah. So, um, with that, I bring that up just to say, hey, we're having league night. It's going to start. Things are, there's actually, should I say this out loud, that there's no snow on the ground? Don't jinx it. It's yeah. raining right now. <laughs> it is pretty raining. good. We, yeah. But temperature, what, like 37? <laughs> I, I was oh. thinking to myself, like, man, I need to get all my plow bills together. Like, I got to oh. actually send out plow bills for the season, and I haven't done that yet. Mm. But I, I hate doing that because every time I either put the plow away or send out plow bills, there's always one or two more Well, it is like the that. fifth or sixth winter we've had. <laughs> <laughs> like just, huge snows in April. Yeah. It, it always happens. Yeah. It sucks because it just kills disc golf. It does. All right. So I brought that up because I want to talk about doubles. Mm. So... You know, we had the doubles tournament. Yep. And there was college as their doubles format. Yeah. Goofy. Um, we have league night doubles. How do you play doubles? What do you think the best way is to play doubles with you and your partner? Well, I guess it depends on <clears throat> who you're matched up with, right? Like we always play random doubles. We always flip mm-hmm. to see who our partner is or whatever. Yeah, and we have an A pool and a B pool. Yeah. And you play random from A and B, one from each pool. Yeah. So, I mean, we've played long enough with people. I mean, we do get the occasional random person that shows up, but most of the time we know who we're playing with and, like, what people's strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. usually are. Um, It also kind of depends on the course as well, I think. So, I don't know. Um, First person, like, off the tee, I always feel like kind of go for like a placement should probably go for like a placement shot like Mm -hmm. get a clean look at the basket or a clean line and then you know that kind of sets the starting point for you then the next person can be like well i can maybe reach a little further or you you know um try the riskier line exactly exactly um putting wise like say like when i play with tyler we like to either, he's like, well, give it your best shot. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like when we're putting, and then he's like, I can run it. Well, I feel like the first person who's putting should be the one to kind of run it. Okay. Right? Like, mm-hmm. say you run it, 
hit chains or, you know, don't stop the basket. That way you know exactly where that first placement is going to be, mm-hmm. right? Like you could hit the basket and it could fall, you know, like a couple feet off or you could see it go sailing off, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. in the distance and the next person's like, well, I guess I'll lay up. Like yeah. I think the first shot's always important to just get a visualization of what's going on and then you can kind of play from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can always play the that 1% shot or that 10% shot where you're like, you have to hit a goofy gap or, yeah. you, you know, you have some sort of something in front of you. Yeah, well, you can always kind of focus on those, but the rule of the thumb, I mean, I like it. I don't think it's off. So I feel completely different about it. I think with two people, you should always run it all the time, no matter what. No matter what? Yeah, I, I don't. So putting. So mm. on the putting green, I think the likelihood of one of the two players hitting metal and dropping by the basket, pretty high. Yeah. And I feel confident enough up to 25 feet that I'm going to hit the putt. Right. I'm going to hit the comeback. So run it. Like, have fun, run it. Let's yeah. give it a chance because our chances exponentially go down by 100%. Is that how the math works? <laughs> if you don't run it. You know, we're, we're, we're half as likely to actually hit the putt. I could see that, yeah. If you don't run it. Sure. So I figure, run it. I mean, it's not going to hurt anything. And if there is OB behind it, give the best putter the chance to go first. Second putter can play a lofty bid or something yeah. like that, but still run it. Okay. I mean, that's yeah, just that's a good take. my humble opinion because how often do players <laughs> – okay, I'll speak for myself. I will miss metal completely maybe one out of ten times. Mm. Completely, where it doesn't hit and fall. Yeah. Inside the circle. Maybe not everybody. I've seen people miss from like 10 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> and I've done it too. But um, but yeah, someone's going to hit. As far as approaches and off the tee, I'm kind of the same. Like I I feel the same. So David and I, we're just like, go for it. Like, yeah. I think we're confident. Both of us were confident enough in our games that no matter what, we're going to leave ourselves with a situation to go for it. Yeah. Or, or to make the upshot or... Like, so for us, it was just run it. Okay. Because the likelihood is, and these are open courses. There's no OB left or right. I mean, there's really no OB to speak of. All it is is, no, there's really nothing. No. I mean, there's nothing there. Yeah, there isn't. So, yeah, to clarify, in a situation like that, like, run it. Yeah. You know I'm like, upshot, like, when I play with myself, my goal for upshots is always to try to just, like, get it within the circle Mm-hmm. Or, you know, close to the basket, but if you're within range to, you know, if you're within, you know, 100, 150, where you feel like you have a chance where you could, like, draw metal, yeah, absolutely go for it. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, with Jordan and I, I think Jordan and I's games are so similar, because he's our, my partner quite often. Yeah. I, other than David, I've never had anybody else as my partner, except for in League Nike. I've had plenty of people. Mm-hmm. But, like, a regular doubles tournament. Regular doubles tournament, yeah. yeah I... I, him and him and his and I's game, man, words <laughs> hard. <laughs> his and I's game are so similar because like we we've been playing together for so long. Yeah, that I don't know if there's a big enough difference in our games to really. 
I don't know, to really have an advantage in one way or the other. Okay. So, like, if someone's standing on the tee, like, we both throw about the same distance. Mm-hmm. If someone's at an upshot, like, we both kind of have that same skill. You know, I think I would probably give him the edge outside the circle over me. Okay. But. Uh, I mean, I've seen him hit some big putts. So, yeah, yeah, he hits huge putts. Like, yeah. But outside of that, like, I'm very similar games. Mm-hmm. I mean, but David and I are big different. Oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah, at least. I've seen him hit some big, big. I mean, he threw farther than me even when I was throwing at my maximum. Yeah. And not saying I was like an elite level thrower, but I was four, 450. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm just touching 400 at best right now. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's kind of my thought because with him, I can play the nice controlled. I know where my disc is going to land. I don't have issues with Aaron's shots. That's just not me. It's not my game. So I'll put it out there in the fairway and let him have fun. Yeah. With it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so another fun thing for anybody I'm usually partnered up with is I'm left-handed. Yeah. So anybody that I'm usually paired up with is usually right-hand dominant. Mm-hmm. You know, the occasional person has a decent flick or something, you know, but um, you know, so it's cover it's interesting like the lines I'll throw on a certain hole and they're like, "Well, I can Anheuser this or I can try to flick something." Not too many people have like the greatest forehand in our not in our group no but um yeah so it's just nice to be like i got you on this hole yeah exactly (laughs) you know like yeah yeah i was gonna uh, i mean yeah there really is no and caden used to have a really good forehand yeah he just stopped using it because he went to predominantly backhand um i would say i probably have the best forehand right now and that max is at 320 okay you know (laughs) and that's if i get the full flight out of the Mm -hmm. disc you know so um, but yeah, so for me, run it. I, I have, I have zero ambition to not be aggressive when you have two shots on every shot. Yeah. Like I have zero ambitions for it. Like, uh, Luke and I played the other day together and he's kind of a strategist. Like he, should we do this or this? And like, yeah. Just run it. Like just run it. I'll hit the basket. Just run it. You know? <laughs> And he's like, no, nah, I'll lay up. No, you How does he have time to strategize when he's forging berries? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's winter. Oh, yeah. Unless he wants snowberries. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, snowberries is deer poop. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot out there right mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. Deer and uh, rabbit. Deer yeah. and rabbit. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we're getting to the point where we're starting to see some vegetation yeah, pop up. Yeah, a little up. bit. It'll be, it'll be out there getting the fiddleheads and all that <laughs> stuff. <but>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any big plans for Easter? We are, yeah. My parents are still down in Florida, um, so they won't be back till they said the twenty seventh. But there's some things that have come up that might have might be pushing things maybe forward or back depending on cer- certain things. But um, Saturday we are doing Easter with Alyssa's mom, so mm-hmm. that's our big Easter plans, and it's always interesting getting everybody together because everybody's on different schedules and stuff so we're not really having traditional easter dinner i don't think we're doing like tacos that's (laughs) awesome i i don't know we're there's like three different things planned like sometimes we do traditional like holiday fair and then other times it's like we're just gonna do whatever the heck we want you want pizza let's do pizza yeah you know (laughs) so yeah that's our plans i think kids might try to do maybe an easter egg hunt dempsey has a little league meeting in the morning 
Oh, for like, Babe Ruth? For, yeah, mm-hmm. at like 10 in the morning or something like that. So he's going to go to that. I think it's like, you know, introduction to coaches and sure. all that stuff. And then I'll be working until dinner. Mm-hmm. And then I think they're planning on kind of going for a hike somewhere and okay. doing other stuff. Yeah. So Any disc golf plan? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows if you up, get the chance? Up in the air. It's kind of like one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if someone messaged me, I'm like, mm. yeah. That's kind of how I play it too. Like, even when we finished playing that day, uh, Tyler looked over at me and was like, so tomorrow? And I go, possibly, but unlikely. Just message me. <laughs> it's, it's always so hard because I don't want to like give people grief because it's like, I don't know, you know, I feel like certain people can just at the drop of a hat, be like, want to go? Yeah, like, oh, I have time, like, yeah. all the time. It's like yeah. people... I'm mess- one of those people. Messages just drop. I'm like, I'm still stuck at work. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. Or I have, like, something going on in the afternoon. I'm like, I just can't make it today. Like, yeah. And I just generally don't answer because I don't, like, I'm like, if I say something, I'm not bringing anything into the group. <laughs> like, just, just drop random, like, memes or something Yeah, like that. something. So. <laughs> you like staring longingly out the window <laughs> i do like it's like staring at like when it's raining and you're looking out at your practice basket you're like i wonder what everybody's up to playing disc golf today <laughs> oh don't worry i'll build a giant building one day and put a disc golf center inside i thought of it. about that man i like, want to so bad i've driven by so many places recently where i'm like man if i could just build like a pole barn or something heat right. it the old kmart building Oh, yeah. For so long, I looked at it and looked at it and looked at it and never seriously just yeah. my mind how it works. And I'm like, man, that would be so cool. It'd be so awesome. Just do an indoor disc golf thing. Yeah. And then it sold and now it's like mm. mini storage or something like that. This has come up somewhere else before because they were talking about, they're like, where would you like to play? Like a stadium, like an old mall. I heard that too. Or yeah. like a uh, airport, you know, it's like something like. Understable Mines, I think. Maybe that's what it was, but yeah. you know, like like airport that'd be kind of sweet to go down like all the concourses Ooh, and i never thought inside i always think outside yeah but like you could set up like multiple courses and then you got like the food court or like mm-hmm. you know like there's big open areas that you could throw or you know what about the, was it the brookfield mall brookfield east that closed down the big one down in milwaukee oh it was a really big one yeah uh, i remember yeah i remember i don't remember which it. one it is but because there was a poster store and there was awesome okay <laughs> a poster store that's very 90s <laughs> it was oh it was awesome but it was 2000 yeah it was 2001 okay i haven't bought a poster in like 20 years <laughs> shut up <laughs> well you don't hang them in your your bedroom or your wife and you sleep <laughs> what are you talking about oh man anyway yeah. so um hopefully this is recording because there's a right error on <laughs> I think it said that before. Okay. Hopefully. Oh god. I hope so. Well, if it doesn't, I mean, we can we can make this magic happen again. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, but that one would be that would be awesome. I think a big open uh, mall like that. But yeah, I don't know. One of these days. I mean, my I really I so we we need more storage and kind of a workshop slash staging area for our businesses because we have you know we're always like furniture or beds or mattresses or you know we need to whatever it may be yeah we need to store stuff or i have tile because i'm redoing a bathroom whatever it may be but we always need just a large storage area and my wife was like well like a like a basketball hoop in there where you could actually shoot and do stuff like that and i was like you know that's not a bad idea and i go do you think i could have about 50 feet (laughs) 
or I can do putting leagues. <laughs> and she's like, well, I, you can find the space for it. And I was like, don't find the space for it. Don't worry. Nice. Um, so if we end up building, we will probably end up doing that. All right, tournament talk. The Champions Cup by Bushnell. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. It is on at the... W.R. Jackson. Yeah, W.R. Was it National Disc Golf Hall of Fame or Disc Golf Hall of Fame? Disc Golf Center? Disc Golf Center, yeah. Yeah. So Disc Golf Hall of Fame is there. There's two other courses and then W.R. Jackson. Mm -hmm. And it's only on W.R. Jackson. It is. Only on W.R. Which is a John Houck designed course. Yeah. Um, And Bushnell is the major sponsor. I want to talk about Bushnell because I am super excited about the things that they're talking about doing. So they have... And where did I... I think this was on PDJ Radio or... Yeah, it was on PDJ Radio. They talked to Bushnell and they were talking about like how they came to be in disc golf and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And they're fairly like... I mean, they're really infancy in their disc golf voyage. Um, But they have some really awesome things on the slate coming forward. But what they're talking about is there they did Bushnell alleys. Okay. So where they have areas where they'll give you binoculars or spotting scopes and all that stuff where you can see multiple holes on that course. Oh, interesting. that course is like almost impossible to see anything anywhere because they're so densely wooded. Yeah, I was going to say, it's pretty wooded there. So they're having areas where they're going to have like those range finders where you can test them out like the, the, uh, the spectators. Oh, cool. And they're going to, they have like, Areas that are marked out on the course so you can range them that way. Yeah. And then they were talking about, I don't know if they're going to do it for this tournament or not, but they were talking about putting like in a reflective box on top of the cages so you could actually be more accurate to hit those. Oh. Kind of like they have on flagpoles on golf courses. Uh-huh. Interesting. So it was really interesting to hear about what they're doing to help the sport kind of cure some of the ills that disc golfers have with spectators uh-huh. and losing wooded courses alleys but use spotting scopes to view that's pretty cool like mm-hmm. is it a thing where you do they are they like here rent this or are they like well, re- handing them like what you buy the ticket yeah so there's 400 spectator passes and i think there's x number that are the bushnell spectator passes okay with the bushnell spectator passes they hand you some binoculars from what it sounded like yeah i'm kind of filling in the gaps um, and then you get this area that's exclusive to you where you can see so many different areas. Well, exclusive to the, those ticket holders. Sure. And then you can spectate all you want with the binoculars and do all that stuff. And they're there to help you out. You know, it's kind of like a concierge type experience. And it sounds really awesome. Sounds that's like pretty a cool. Really neat thing. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty excited about that. And then out there, they're going to do a <clears throat> spectator course. So they're going to do just maybe like a spectator putting area mm. because the other two courses are open. Yep. So they think they're going to try to do something out there with spectators. So it's pretty, I mean, That's it sounded cool. pretty cool that Bushnell was putting in that effort. Yeah. And it sounds like the TD is putting in the same amount of effort to make sure that these things are happening. So nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So what is your speculation and what are you excited about, about this course? Um, well, I will say, leading up to this, this is one of the least hyped majors I've ever... Exactly, for being the first major of the year. Right. Everybody's like, oh, first major, first major. But like, I've heard very little mm-hmm. about it. Like, I did more advertising to happen. Like, 
like the like it's you know when USDGC comes around, when Worlds comes around, I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, Worlds and DGC, USDGC, yep. and I'm like, Champions Cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it started out on the wrong foot because this was that crazy format that they yes. were talking about doing, right? And, and then changed, and and now it's just a standard. Yeah. Yeah, standard. Yeah, I mean, it's the first year. I mean, they're figuring things out. Agreed. So, I mean, need to hype it up more. I agree. Now, is this still one of the PDGA RAN events? Hmm. I thought... Is the DGPT... So, I know... this may it counts for hundred and fifty percent of like DGPT points. Okay. But for some reason, I thought was Nate Heinold the one that brought was starting this up. No, this isn't. This Nate, is something he was Heinold doing something is, else. Jeez, uh, what did he do? Uh, he's Worlds next year, but yeah, there's something else that he's doing. But he's at the Toboggan. Oh, it's okay. His big event. Okay, got it. Again, sure. Other. Whatever adjective you want to use. It yeah. Is. So I mean, I, I mean, I'm still excited because there's you know big names are going to be there. There's mm-hmm. good cards. Um, I everybody seems to like the course. Like mm-hmm. that, everybody likes coming here. It's been a while since like anything. Like when was the last time Hall of Fame Classic? Hall of Fame Classic was last 2019. Was the last time it was played. Yeah. In okay. a tournament. In, yeah. in a, I think it was an NT then. I think so. So yeah, that was the last uh, time it was Calvin played, won it. Big, yeah, because yeah. so, they went in. It was Dickerson and Calvin. Anyways, there was a player. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. But, but um, yeah, heavily wooded. It'll it's technical. It's going to test a lot. You know, it'll te- test even the top players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a good score will probably be in like the six down to like nine down range. If somebody gets to like double digits, it would be a miracle or like yeah. they'd be, if somebody gets hot, like it might be doable, mm-hmm. but it was more tw- than likely not. 24, 25, 26, somewhere around in there was what Calvin won it with mm-hmm. last time. Um, that was three rounds. Yeah. So yeah, was- I think that sounds about right. And I think they've extended some of the holes a bit, not a ton. But I think there's. I think I heard that too. Placement changes and maybe some T pad changes, but the holes are essentially the same. They've just lengthened them. Yeah, I think that's what I heard too. Brody Smith, I think, was mentioning that um, Bushnell, because they were talking about using range finders Mm -hmm. or something. When I heard him talking on a podcast, and he said they went out and put ribbons, I think, on trees to let. People know like the distances to the basket to yeah. the basket, yeah. yeah. So, so kind of like yardage markers they have yeah. on ball golf courses, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. I, mean, I think it is too. Yeah, I mean, I think I heard that too, and he said he had a problem with it because it looked like they needed to cut down the trees. <laughs> yes, I'm like, come on now, right? Like, <laughs> like you want the pin in the ground? Like, is that better? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, or you know, like a lot of uh. Yeah, like they will do the pin in the ground, or some mm-hmm. courses will do like a stone in the ground, you know, a colored mm-hmm. stone to let you know how far away, yeah, or whatever. But, um, yeah, so first major, it's gonna be it's exciting, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it, you know. A lot of folks talk about prestige of events and you know, having the history and blah blah, like, yeah, it's like it makes me fall asleep every time someone starts talking about that stuff because it has to start somewhere. Right. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I 100% agree with, and argue with me if you think, but 
why do they not like especially worlds and then this sounds like it's gonna be a traveling tournament as well mm-hmm. um and then you have usdgc which is innova only yep so it kind of takes some of the prestige i mean it's prestige because it's old innova has been running it they do a very good job with it i'm not any of that the course is kind of iconic because it's one that kind of has set the standard for certain things over the years they've been innovators um but when you and then the European Open, so when you talk about those four, two of them are stagnant or they stay where they are. Mm-hmm. One of them is owned by a manufacturer. Yeah. So you'll never get the big party that like Worlds has. Worlds, all the vendors are there. Yeah. Everything's there. Um, European Open, I think that's the same way. Everybody's there. Well, whoever can be there is there, and then. You got the Champions Cup, which from I know Bushnell is the main, but there's no space for them to do it at this course at WR Jackson. Excuse me. And then you have, um, what was the last? Anyways, but this one, I would love to see them have a rotation of courses. So then there's the, mm. to show the evolution of the sport. Yeah. Simply, I don't. I don't care about the event. I wish Worlds was that way too, where they would, you know, kind of go through a rotation. Say that maybe we have ten courses we rotate through. Oh, that's a lot. It is a ton. It yeah. is. But courses are evolving so much. Dagnate yourself, like into like a three-year or four-year rotation. Like, how can you truly make the change on these courses to fit the game as it's evolved? You got to. I think you got to give time to be able to do that. But. That makes sense too, because we brought it up in an earlier podcast about the, and you can't, you know, if you're hosting a DGPT event, you can't host a major. If you're hosting a major, you know, if you have that many um, courses available that you're rotating through, that allows you to host your, you know, DGPT event if you want to right. or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's great on the same course, because then these courses get exposure. So I like the rotation. I don't have any issue with the rotation. And you hear about USDGC being the most prestigious. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's I kind of like the Masters, you know, like Augusta National. Like, that's kind of like the USDGC, you know, yeah. you play the, or, you know, the Open, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I guess I, I get that aspect of it. But that course is not the course to do it on. You know, WR Jackson may or may not be. Maple Hill might be. Yeah, <laughs> the stuff they're doing out there, like, right? You, you go on and on. I mean, you Especially look at Eagles the Crossing. Oh yeah, you look at. I mean, on and on. Now we haven't seen that on a main stage yet. No, with all the players there. Yeah, and they have that skins match coming up pretty soon, right? Uh, Did they in May, the Eagle. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, he's going to be here. He's going to be at. Yeah, he's going. This is his first one back. Yeah, first one back, which is exciting. Yeah, part of the excitement of it. Yeah. So I. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I haven't heard much about it. I guess it's still. Going on as planned. I think it was in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's still not for another month or so, maybe a little more. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I'd like to see it move around. I'm super excited to see it. Wr. Um, I'm excited to see it pretty open. I mean, except for what the last maybe two have been slightly wooded. Yeah. And now we're getting into some, you know, you got DDO coming up, which isn't. Well, I guess they're doing the new Jones. Okay, Platinum. so yeah, um, Supreme. 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 That's what's what yeah. called. And Eric McCabe went out with um, Gavin Rathbun. Mm-hmm. They dropped a video today of a shortened 
Supreme 18. So you can find that on DD's uh, YouTube. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you get a little preview of what Supreme eight, uh, shortened, you know, uh, shorter T pads, I believe. Oh, okay. I so they're still putting in some of the longer T pads. Perhaps. Yeah. Or it, maybe they're playing the female layout. I didn't, or, I, yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't watch it. I know he dropped it. So I'm okay. hopefully going to watch it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. That's or after, yeah, after our uh, league night. I'll probably watch it tonight as I'm trying to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, so I'm excited to see this, the heavily wooded testing games and see who's out on top because we haven't seen that clear, decisive, he's always up there yet. Mm. You know, I mean, Paul's been doing pretty darn well. Well, right. I was going to say Kristen that. Tatar. Well, <laughs> and yeah, She's been Tatar, up on the podium right. and you're Katrina. Right. And, you're right. Yeah. And I think she'll still be up there because I think, um, was this the, no, 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 no. That was, that was, that was USDGC that she one to what 2019 i think so okay yeah for some reason i was thinking it was on this course but it's, it was not um yeah so i i'm excited to see it i'm i'm i am will watch this as much as i possibly can there's a ton um, of post-produced you know there's a lot of cards yeah so there is there's there's gonna be a, a lot ton. of coverage so let's talk about the cards i know you wanted to chat about oh the yeah cards. okay so there's some injustices going on well, here. yeah a little bit yeah this card so this is D- Disc Golf Pro Tour dropped the um, some just some of the cards you know to be on the lookout for. So this card's teeing off tomorrow at three Eastern. Macbeth, Conrad, Barsby, Dickerson. Mm-hmm. No post produced coverage. Really? Yep. So only live. Only live. Okay. okay. Jomez card, which is like usually the feature card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waisaki, Linus Carlson, Yuli, Adam Hamas, and that's at two thirty five ish. Eastern, that's, you know, live. That's when they'll be teeing off. And I feel like that is a very disappointing card. I, I love watching all those guys, but Hamas, Yuli, and Linus, like, I know Hamas and Yuli, I understand. Bushnell sponsored, right? Right, yeah. Linus Carlson, well, I guess he's the best player in European. Yeah, like European he's the top. Player. He's the top rated. European player. And Ricky, like, why is Ricky not on lead card? I mean, on feature card? I mean, he'll... I mean that technically that Kinda. is like that's I mean there's no lead card that's the fe- like yeah Jomez is the like featured card you know what I mean but why are we not putting him with Paul like oh, I, guess I don't that's know the question that, like, that's a good question that's what we want to see right because is Eagle who was on the okay first so card? the oh the first card is Macbeth James Conrad Greg Barsby Dickerson but no pros produced but they're teeing off later in the afternoon uh-huh. okay okay and then the Jomez card was Waisaki Carlson Yule. Okay, and then Gatekeeper has Albert Tom, Heimberg, Eagle, and Lazat, and they tee off at and so, and Lazat. Oh, okay. And that's gonna <laughs> that's be a, and that's gonna be on Gatekeeper. That's that I'm excited for that card. That's an like, awesome card to watch later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we got Drew Gibson, Emerson Keith, Mason Ford, Maddie O at two twenty four. That's gonna be a good one too. And oh, shh. Okay. Okay. So. Featured card on GK Pro for women and teeing off at 9.48. Konopanis, Paige Pierce, Kristen Tatar, and Katrina Allen. Okay. Okay. Next, on this is Ace Pro, Ace Pro, Ace, or Ace Run, sorry, Ace Run Productions. We have Sarah Hokum, Jen Allen, Allie Smith, who I don't know. Never heard of her. She, I looked up her. She's ranked 75th in the PDG, DGPT rating mm-hmm. or rankings right now. And then Haley King, who we haven't seen in a minute. 
Mm-hmm. She's been mm-hmm. off. Okay, and then the last card that they have on the post is um, Katie. I don't know how to. I'm going to butcher her last. Tati. Yeah. Okay. She's Estonian, like mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Cat Merch. Mm-hmm. Valerie Mandahano and Hannah Blommers. And they tee off at 9.24. Who are we missing? Um, um, no, like, Evelina's, Evelina Salonen? Not, no like, coverage? I guess not. Like, or she? I don't know. Like, these are just, these are just cards that <laughs> they, you know, have, like, are saying they're, they're featuring. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm glad I was, I'm glad Valerie Mandahano, no. No, they're just that's just live cards. That's just live because that's not even post produced. So there's only two female cards that are going that look like they're going to be post produced on GK Pro and Ace Run Productions. But they'll live on the DGPT network site, which is good. Yeah. Um, but you know, to I feel like it. I think you brought this up, and I want to echo it. I feel that Valerie Mondahano would have been a better placement on the. Feature card right. with Tatar and Pierce and Allen. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Because this is the same thing with the Yuli and kind of Adam Hamas getting on. Kona sitting right now, when I looked, she is 19th on the DGPT standings right now in points. Mm-hmm. Valerie Mondahano and Kat Merch are sitting four and five. Missy Gannon behind them. And then mm-hmm. it goes, I think, Owen Scoggins mm-hmm. and Maria Oliva or something like that. But isn't Evelina and Hannah? Um, Hannah is actually, I'll bring it up real quick. Well, no, Hannah's been kind of pretty streaky on the length. Okay. And sponsor. Yeah, I would would say so. Okay. But I mean. I understand it, but. Here's the other thing. It's like, I get it. Like those are probably the four females that we would perceive to have the biggest contracts as well. Right, right. But I feel, I just feel like. The way Valerie Mondahano is playing right now, Cat Merch, Missy Gannon, like there are so many. Well, what do you have? Three to eight. So there's 15 other people that, or 14 other people that are playing better statistically, right? Than Kona. Yeah, and okay. even I would even say, you know, on the that other feature card, not to take anything away from these women, mm-hmm. I don't want to discredit her in any way, but she's 75th on the DGPT. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. You could, you know, there's, there's, you know, how, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous to me. Maybe she's from the area or, yeah, I, I, I don't maybe know what her situation is. Maybe she won something right. to put her there or, right. like, I was mean, she an I, amateur winner or something like that? That could be. Because I, mean, I know there was two spots that were invites for mm, amateurs. I mean, okay, so maybe. So that could be. So I'm sorry to disappoint, like, no, no, I, no, I'm, not, hey, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but I, I honestly don't know much about her. And so yeah. that's just why I feel like, <laughs> but if she isn't, like, if she didn't win, like, am, ask, you know, Amateur Worlds or something or Junior Worlds, whatever, mm-hmm. more power to you. That's awesome to get that feature card. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that's, I know, putting little bios and stuff like that. I think that's where a lot of times the Disc Golf Pro Tour falls short in a lot of their advertisements because they don't do the players justice. Right. Um, and who's on the cards and why they're on the cards. Um, and I understand there's that's twofold because, like, oh, just because you're a sponsor, that's why you're on the card. No, no, like, I get that. I mean, I, I understand when there's certain players at DD-sponsored events or Prodigy-sponsored events. By the way, I want to talk about something in Prodigy. Okay. Um, and 
But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see it no matter what. So let's not let's not phrase this as a I don't want to watch it now because of the cards that are assembled. But they could have made some much more exciting, much yeah, much more more exciting and storyboarded cards. Like, why would you not put Ricky and Paul together? Absolutely. Especially right now, both of them are killing it. Yeah. I mean, they're both doing awesome. I don't understand why you're not. Well, I'm just wondering why the Paul Macbeth card isn't like. Why is there no post-produced? Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be, but that extra coverage of seeing them, you know, for your coverage, Mm -hmm. you know, why not have them? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I mean, I'm excited about it. I can't wait. I want to see the story. So, let's go with your pick. Who? MPO, FPO. Um, You start with MPO. I'll start with FPO. MPO. Just just your number one. Who's going to win? Paul. (laughs) Paul Paul McBeth. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I just have that gut feeling like it's gonna happen yeah yeah god i can't i can't disagree but i can't pick the same person now um that's why i picked on my grip six picks that's yeah. why i picked on my i mean every pick it was paul um I, i'll go with um heimborg oh i think heimborg because yeah. if he's on his lines he's on his lines yeah i want to say eagle but He's fresh. Like, he's yeah. coming fresh off an inter- injury, and I don't know if he has 100% of his forehand. Hey, back. he won a C-tier. Like, <laughs> Oh, did he really? He yeah. played C-tier still? He played a C-tier um, kind of while he was rehabbing to figure okay. out. Could you imagine showing up to that C-tier and be like, you're an MPO, and you're like, I got this. Oh, wait, what? Ooh, Eagle McMahon. What? There's a 40-person MPO field, and every one of them realize they're donors. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for the paycheck. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. Like, So I think, okay, I'll go with, I, I'm going to have to take Tater for um, okay. FPO. Nice. I, she's due for the win, and I think the first major of the year, man, would that be a story. Like, yeah. Especially I- with all the... Like, no love. It's always Henna and Evelina. Like, mm. why are you not? I mean, now they're starting to because, like, I mean, she hasn't fished off the podium this year, has she? No. Any? Oh, sorry, my compressor is going <laughs> down below. <laughs> oh man. Um, but she hasn't finished off the podium this year. I don't think. I don't think and so. And if she has, maybe once. Yeah. So, I don't. I, <sighs> okay. Yeah. That, yeah. Now but, I'm excited yeah. to see how Stacy Haas is going to do. Oh, yeah, you mentioned her before. Yeah, because she's coming fresh off a win. Mm-hmm. Um, she's young. She's ambitious. Like, she doesn't have... Yeah, she, she's only 18, I think. Yeah, only 18. Yeah. And she, speaking with her, doesn't seem like she has the full understanding or... Like, she doesn't have the grasp of the, I guess, the depth or the history or the I'm trying to I'm trying to search for words. I, like, I know I know what you're saying because I feel like she might have just started like COVID disc she, golfing. Just pre COVID. Okay. So she started I mean she was exposed to it a lot earlier, but mm-hmm. she was just pre COVID. And she just won amateur nationals or amateur worlds, whatever yeah. it was, or junior worlds. Okay. So like she has experience of winning and everything, so I don't I don't think she under the magnitude. I don't think she doesn't respect the magnitude. I just don't think she has that in her yet. Mm. I don't think 
it doesn't seem like she's been in the grind yet. Sure. So like those pressures, those outside pressures may not push her as That's much. kind of an interesting thing though. If you don't have, if you're not aware, like you can kind of think like every tournament's kind of the same. Like obviously master's worth more, you know, it has more pressure, but like if you can keep that mindset where you're like, well, it's just another tournament mm-hmm. and there's no pressure on me, you know, expectations. Yeah, then you can just kind of go for it and see what you do. You know, well, it's playing doubles without a partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the exposure she's getting, I think the magnitude is raising. Um, and when talking with MVP, like they were asking, she was asked if um, she has any special things coming from um, MVP, and they're like, "Well, maybe someday. Yeah, like maybe maybe down the road you might." Okay. Um, so it's kind of nice, but it's also like. Man, it seems like it leaves a door open for another manufacturer to sweep in this next coming year, or even who knows? I mean, anytime. But I would assume. But mm-hmm. um, all right, so that's that. Um, let's see. I think outside of that, let's get to the random question. Okay, sounds right. good. So this is very important. I love this topic. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, lay it on me. <clears throat> okay, are you sure? It's pretty intense. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> this is like house splitting, like Hatfields and McCoy question. Okay. Okay, you ready? Sure. Is Miracle Whip an acceptable condiment <laughs> replacement for mayonnaise? <laughs> you want to know what's funny? <laughs> what? I don't eat mayonnaise. Don't tell me you're a Miracle Whip guy. I don't eat Miracle Whip either. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> oh, weak. <laughs> what, what, oh, so no, but like there's there's definitely, okay, so I've made a lot of things with salad dressing, mayonnaise, like, or Miracle Whip as well. Mm-hmm. What's the ma- major ingredient that separates the two? <laughs> like Everything. Eggs. Okay. Eggs no, I'm, I'm just curious. No, like, it really is. Eggs and oil. So, um... Miracle Whip is a, it's a dressing. It's not a so it's, condiment. I would so it's say. just salad dressing. Well, it, it's yes, I, it's garbage, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even know where to start. But yeah, okay, go ahead. No, no, I was just curious because texture wise, um, you don't have deep. And then there's is it? Like, it's like half filled McCoys. I'm serious. Well, like, I, I know, but like if. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that are listening from the South, hopefully we have a few. I, I hope you get it. Like, I hope I'm not wrong. I hope there hasn't <laughs> miracle whip people. Cause it just, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. I'll give you my story about miracle whip. Yeah. <laughs> so I love, and I'm going to use the name. I love my Nana. Like, she was pivotal person in my life. Never disrespected her. Like she got the paddle. Like oh boy. I mean, true like southern grandma. Okay. So my nana handed me a sandwich one day. <laughs> we never talked back to her. We never said no. We ate the food that was in front of us. This is how we grew up. She handed me a tuna sandwich. <laughs> Awesome. Super excited. Sitting down, watching whatever it was that I was watching. 
probably like uh, Bob Ross because that's what we used to watch. Together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks like Zach Milton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Zach. I mean, Bob. Yeah. Um, so we're probably sitting there watching like beautiful little trees and all that stuff. And I took a bite of the sandwich and spit it out immediately. <laughs> she looks at me and she goes, what's the matter? And I go, man, it's rotten. <laughs> she goes, no, it's not. I just opened the can. I go, this is rotten. And, and then we proceeded to go back and forth with me as like a five or six year old boy. We proceeded to go back and forth to the point where I couldn't eat anything else until that sandwich was gone. Oh no. <laughs> so I did not eat for almost an entire day because I, I would not eat it. Could I you would not eat it. Not even like just like stick it in your mouth and like take water and like no, chug it down like that. Like no, just no. choke it down. No, no, Oh no. man. And, and here's the thing, like maybe it was just that experience that turned me off to it, but, or maybe it was one of those things in my life. If, and a lot of times when I'm given something and I don't know what it is and it's like the fake, like I pick up this bottle and I think it's Coke and it ends up being Pepsi or I, whatever it is, you know, you're, you're like, Ugh, or it's root beer. You're like, Oh, that's gross. Maybe it was that syndrome, but I know that I've tried it since mm -hmm. I still, I, I'm not behind Miracle Whip one iota. Okay. And I really think there might be something wrong with you if you like Miracle Whip. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I, it is not an acceptable replacement. I know I own Miracle Whip and everything, but like, how is it marketed? Is it marketed as like a mayonnaise replacement, or is it just like, oh, this is a dressing? Like, because I can't imagine anybody. Well, because I'm I'm so used to making like you know like tuna salad or like chicken salad or something with just dressing, like salad dressing, like, okay. not mayo, not anything like that. You're talking just, like ranch? No, just like not just like regular salad dressing, like. You've never just had regular salad dressing? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. Like, it just says salad dressing? Yeah, it's just white. It just says salad dressing. Like, there's nothing with it. I like, have you, never heard of you this before. Make, yeah, Hellman's has just regular salad dressing. Like, we would get it when I worked at Sister Bay Cafe. Just regular salad dressing. And that's how you made your chicken salad, your, like, tuna salad. You just mix in regular white salad dressing in... I've owned like, a restaurant for 14 years, and I have never heard of this before. Really? <laughs> never in my life. My goodness. I've, I've been in the restaurant industry for 20, 25 years? 20 years? No, more than that. Yeah, about 25 years. I just blew your mind. I, I've never heard of this. Okay. So I'm going to have to look it up now. Yeah, you definitely. Oh, um, I wonder if it is. I wonder if it's Hellman's version of Miracle Whip then. I don't know. <laughs> no way. All right. So <laughs> let me tell you what Jordan says. Okay. And it's his hot sauce. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, if I, I'm at a restaurant, I will put hot sauce on something. Like mm -hmm. I'm, but I've ne I never go out and, like, buy hot, hot sauce because nobody in the, else in, in the family will usually eat it. Mm -hmm. I guess, like, Alyssa and I will maybe get sriracha every once in a while but it's not really that hot it's like no yeah it's, so it, there's spice to it but it's yeah not hot. but it's not hot um so i love hot sauce nobody else in my house really eats hot sauce yeah well now that my niece is back in the house she'll eat hot sauce um crystals hot sauce by far most superior cayenne based hot sauce there is um 
I love sriracha. I mean, I love all hot sauces. Yeah. But crystals, they don't sell it up here. Mm. When I was down in Florida, I picked up a bottle again. But crystals, best hot sauce there is. Um, Frank's Red Hot is close. But that's a yeah, Oh, yeah, Frank's Hot. Frank's is decent. Frank's is decent. Yeah. And you can get some hot stuff with Frank's. Like, you can. They have... And there's Legend Larry's. I don't know if you've ever had that. I've heard of it. They have some good stuff as mm-hmm. well. I remember some one of my friends gave me hot sauce one time. And I don't know if it was ghost pepper sauce or whatever, but he just put just a little on my pinky tip. He's uh-huh. like, I was like, do I want to do this? He's like, yeah, just put it on your tongue. I was like, okay. It was hot. Like, it made my pinky burn. <laughs> like, I was just like... Okay, one, my eyes, like, like you know, just that little bit, like, my eyes were, like, kind of starting to tear up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I like hot food, but the burning sensation on my pinky <laughs> was worse than, like, putting it in my mouth. So, I have, I have a story I have to say. Um, David Berner and um, Gary, well, I can't remember his name. Anyways, so both of them, college... I was actually a resident director at the time, so it's probably not appropriate, but we had a bottle of capsaicin, and it was yeah. a dropper bottle. Okay. It was straight capsaicin. I don't know what was in it or which one or anything like that, but, like, a drop of it would kill you. I mean, it was bad. It was, like, in a medicine bottle. <laughs> it was one of those novelty things. You yeah. Know? So Gary dipped, um, and um, David Berner had always had a bottle of like Gatorade or something like okay. that. And then I don't I feel bad for him. So we put it in his dip. Oh my God. <laughs> he he took a hunk of this stuff. It was dip. It was like Kodiak or something like that. And he throws it in his lip. And he sit there and all of a sudden you see his eyes start wide. There was because you know it cut your Oh my god oh. of you didn't, you didn't you know you don't want to Gatorade you just yeah. drink it. So he just opened it and drank it. Ended up in those. And I got, what did they get me with? Oh, I had, um, that was when Mio first came out. Like Oh, like the drops? Or it was Crystal Light. Yeah, yeah. Like the drops, yeah. the flavorings for the drops. I remember what it was. It was, but they got me with that. I They put it in my, like, dropper. And I, oh, man, it was so bad. They just take a little syringe and. Yeah. yeah. So oh. It would end up in everything. It was yeah. in cookies, on, like, I mean. <laughs> Anything you could think of, like Oreos. Dude squirted in Oreos. We had it in Oreos. <laughs> and then finally it got so bad where we were just taking fingers. Well, I wasn't, but they started to because I was out at this point. Like, by this point, I was like, I'm done. This stuff is crazy hot. Like, yeah. They would just take their finger and, like, dip it in a finger and then wipe it on the corner of the people's <gasps> eyes. <laughs> it was so bad. So You got to be really, like, you must, like, if you just... Oh. Like you must have a vendetta against somebody oh, to like the the pranks oh, that we God. used to pull in college were just insane. We should just have a podcast one night of pranks in college. <laughs> I could go on for probably two hours about them. Um, yeah, so f- crystals for me, and you said Frank's probably yeah okay yeah something like that. So Jordan's answer: I say mayo is king, and Miracle Whip is a bad attempt at it. And for my favorite hot sauce is Frank's Red Hot. He said Frank is Red Hot, but then he corrected. <laughs> and he says, "I'd go far. I'd go as far to say that sriracha is garbage unless it's mixed with mayo. Mayo is so good that it makes sriracha good. 
I've <laughs> <laughs> never heard of that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. This sriracha mayo. We do them with our tater tots at mm. the restaurant. We make a sriracha mayo that you dip it in. Interesting. We call it aioli because it's a little fancy. Yeah. Actually, we do yeah. it is an aioli. I know. But... Like, I've heard that with like barbecue sauce and mayo or you know, something like yeah. that. Um, yeah. Or uh, ketchup and mayo. I'm, I'd be curious what Jordan's favorite uh, sauce is at like Buffalo Wild Wings. So when we go to B-dubs, he gets honey barbecue. Okay. Is that one? Does he not go for the hot sauce? He doesn't sauce go it? for the super hot. Mm. Um, it's like honey barbecue and Asian zing or something like okay. that is the realm he lives in. Yeah. Um, I usually get up there, but I don't get crazy. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, his girlfriend goes like stupid nuts. Like Amanda does? Oh, she's really hot stuff. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, I Mama Nems. I had Nashville hot at Mama Nems. Mm-hmm. Um, now they had it like downtown, um, but this was where was this at? Was it Vegas? Anyways, I had a Mama Nems sandwich. It was so hot, <laughs> so hot. Yeah. Like, and they have like levels of it and everything. And I kind of went right in the middle. It was so hot. Do you ever watch so hot, hot ones? Yes. Yeah. Where they're like answering questions. Well, yeah. Like, yes. Yes. So yeah. Anyways, I wanted to bring up Heather Young. Oh yeah. You hear about that? Yeah. She's done. Like she's <laughs> not. It's how they say that's that, What do they call it? An indefinite. Or, yeah. Where it's like there's no. She's not. She just doesn't. She's not having fun. She doesn't like it. That was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that when I heard it. Uh huh. Yeah, I was, you know, she's so young. I get it. Like, you have a lot of other things on your plate that you're contemplating, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's, it's kind of sad to hear, you know, a, a sport you think that someone's in love with, like, that they would make it their profession. Right. And, you know, you hear about, but, you know, you hear about NFL players too, you know, um, retiring early, like Luke Keekley, he t- retired at the h- height of his career, you know, mm-hmm. just it was like, that's my time. Um, hope, you know, Heather, she was well, she was a really good putter. Mm-hmm. Like, I, um, I just hope that, you know, she, I don't want her to lose the love of the game. Like, I hope she feels like she can do it without having that pressure of feeling like, oh, I have to compete at the highest level. Like she yeah. can just in, come back to and enjoying it. And right. hopefully that can bring her back to the tour. And yeah. maybe it doesn't. Who knows? Well, and she's she's saying that she just wants to go live a normal life. Yeah. She just wants to go get a job. She wants to do the nine to five. She wants to hang out with family. She wants to do things like mm-hmm. that. And it, it she doesn't seem like it's she doesn't she just doesn't seem like she's had that normal life. I step back and look at it and I'm like you know, that life is not for everybody. Right. You know, like me, I think we had this conversation. Like, I don't know if I could do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a month, two months, but I don't know if I could do the road warrior thing. Right. I like um, think that I could. I, realistically, probably not, you know. Um, and I think with her, I don't know how long she's been. But I can think maybe 2019, 2020 was when I first heard of her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's only been doing it for a couple of years. But I guess it can get old real quick. Yeah. You know? she Did she travel with anybody? Like, did she have anybody out there with her? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know I either. So I know that she was around, like, God, I'm trying to think of the people she was around all the time. I know that she was around a few people a lot. Yeah. I don't know if they traveled together or didn't or mm-hmm. how, it, how it panned out. But 
Hmm. Yeah. It's it's un- unfortunate to see the burnout, but she has to do what's right for her. I don't I don't down her for in any way, shape, or form. Um, and it sounds like prodigies still any discs that go out, she's still getting royalties yeah, for. That's and, what I heard. I mean, and that's awesome. That is awesome. And it's you hear that like with a lot of kind of young child prodigies, like they see like adults or, you know, whoever see this aptitude in them for a sport or, you know, acting or whatever it is, or maybe they choose to do it or just leaves or whatever. But I know tragic story of Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> or the Olsen twins. <laughs> yeah, the Olsen twi- well, the Olsen twins are killing. It. Well, yeah, they have, I mean, they they're all their brand that they, they yeah. had some pretty nasty drug addictions, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, the, it is sad. And I think it is better to take a break and, Find yourself, figure out what your passions are. And if it's still disc golf, awesome, come back. You know, you could be setting yourself up for disadvantage, especially with the way the sport is progressing. Now, I don't think it's going to continue to progress as fast as it has in the last two years, but it's still going to keep getting bigger, especially with ad dollars coming in and marketing from larger companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows, as everybody hopes that ESPN stuff pans out to be even more stuff where it'll help it grow she may be coming into something that's not there for her anymore. You know, that seat yeah. may not stay warm for that long. Yeah, that's you know? very true. So might someone might else someone else might sit in it. So especially with the FPO getting so much more exposure and coverage. So um yeah, well I wish her the best though. I hope everything turns out awesome. I hope she's making the right choice. Um and I oh she is making the right choice. I just hope it's everything she hopes it could have been mm-hmm. so um anything else all right well we're pushing a long on this one so i'll get on to shop updates and then we can wrap this thing up um shop updates so we have a big vendor announcement coming up as soon as i get a grip on it i'll uh, let you guys know right <laughs> why Saki raiders daggers and evaders um we have coming in and we have the Discraft Buzz grip bags coming in, and we also have the Paul McBest signature grip from Discrafter. Um, so it should happen by the end of April. So pretty nice. excited about that. Um, and then outside of that, I don't think there's really that much more. What about okay? Uh, what about opening? Like when is the shop going to oh, open yeah, full time? Yeah. So we're going to do full time opening. Will be the twenty ninth. 28th, which is that first Thursday. We're Mm going to go back to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then Monday. So we'll go back to five days a week. Um, 10 to 5, we'll have it open, you know, so it'll be in-house. We'll just be shut down for the two days, three, two days, two days. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Why can't I have two days? Yeah, two (laughs) days. Yeah, five. There's only seven days in a week. There is, yeah. Um, So that'll be coming pretty soon. It's.com, always open. Um, Matter of fact, we got an order just a couple minutes ago. And then... um, I think outside of that, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I am one night dot owl. Mm-hmm. And your OnlyFans, don't forget that. <sighs> yeah, it's booming. <laughs> oh, it's booming. Yeah, it's good. So it's, it's the you would not believe since the last mm-hmm. podcast how many people have joined my OnlyFans. This is great. Poopy pants disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so. I don't even know how I can follow that. Yeah, don't. All right. <laughs> it's too big. Yeah. Door underscore disc underscore golf on Instagram. And our link tree is there. It has all of our media links. Um, and then don't forget $10,000 matching on 
in the month of April for paulmcbethfoundation.org on that link tree. We do have a link to that. And then outside of that, um, keep us up par. Peace.